Canon gives us their most hot plastic Mo pick. Yeah, I made that up. Motion picture. Yeah. It's America 3000 on Stinker Madness. What's that smell? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm thirsty as fuck. Thirsty, thirsty, thirsty as fuck. Hey, look at me! Yuki! Thrill me. If you come back in here, I'm gonna hit you with so many rights, you're gonna beg for a left. Thrill me. Beg for a left. Thrill me. Hey, look at me! No more! Hangers! It stinks. Hello and welcome to Seeker Madness, the podcast about bad movies for bad movie lovers by bad movie lovers. I'm your host, Justin. With me as always, Sam and Jackie. Hello, Sam and Jackie. Jackie, let's start with you. How's being uh, cold neggy? What's the opposite of cold neggy? Anybody? Hot plastic. Hot, hot plastic. plastic. Okay, well, how's hot plastic for you? Uh, tubular. <laughs> Would that be tubs in America 3000 language? I think it's just hot plastic. Hot plastic. Okay. Well, they got to have more ways to say that's awesome than hot plastic. Well, there's effing hot. Effing hot. And yeah. just hot. <coughs> so I think there's hot, hot plastic, and effing hot. And is hot... Let, let's... Uh, let's. Uh, hello, Sam, by the way. Hi. Uh, let's dive into the language of uh, America 3000 first. Uh, it seems to me that cold is is bad. Yeah. But is cold bad because it's associated with death, which we find out later in the film towards the end where somebody dies and he's gone cold. They did it at the beginning, too. Okay. So cold is is a uh, a tie-in. Why it's bad is because you are mortal and you die. You die. So is hot the opposite of death? Like you're full of life. Like every, like, pzow. Yeah, I guess so. Okay. All right. What else do we got? Any other... Uh, entomology that we want to discuss why plastic because nothing's made of plastic mm, so it's rare yeah okay jackie you good with that i don't know okay <laughs> I, I was trying to sit here and think about it and i was just like i don't really know not a uh, linguistic uh doctor jackie well you know how would they even know about plastic that's a good point because i mean they don't have any mm-hmm there's some and things how would that, they know it was hot? Why would it be hot? Well, because it's the opposite of death. If it's rare, it's a metaphor. It's not because the plastic is hot. It's because this rare thing is awesome. Yeah. Plastic is rare. Hot is good. Cold is bad. Wagos is crazy. Wagos is crazy. Negi is anything in the negative. Yes. Uh, there's no posy, which is kind of weird. No. Uh, you got weps. Uh-huh. Shelt. Shelts. Yep. Uh, eats. Eats. Toys. Uh, well, th- those are uh, classes of people. Those aren't necessarily linguistic uh, uh, replacements for our our modern talk. Yeah, I think that's it before it starts oh, going. Oh, scan. In. scan. Scan is a really popular. Cold, cold. cold scan. Fold, full scan something. Totally understand it. Yeah. It'd be a full scan. Looking at something, scanning it. Full mm-hmm. scan would be like, pay attention, dipshit. And you can scan somebody you can so you're showing them like i'll give you a scan of this or yeah showing or telling it's just a way of communicating yeah uh i think that's my like one of the strangest things about this film is the language like it is a fairly deep 
dumb 80s language that they've built for this thing. Yeah, I think that, and this sort of just segues into my history of the film, is that this thing is canon group in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of. <laughs> kind, I mean, I'll, it is. I'll get into that later, but go ahead. Uh, you have Galan and Globus kind of let whoever do whatever, but up to this point, these post-apocalyptic movies are really cheap, mm-hmm. and they're getting pretty popular. Mm-hmm. So they sort of put a guy on one and sent him down to Israel to just go make it. And so you get the sort of where I'm saying canon in a nutshell is you have these uh, in-between art films in Israel that they're sort of funding with these other productions. They're like, oh, just go down there. These guys are in between a production and uh, don't spend any time on it. Bring us back a post-apocalyptic movie. And you get David Edelbach, the uh, writer-director, is able to sort of spit out a pretty articulate script mm-hmm. in a very short amount of time. And then all of a sudden he's working with A-list Israeli filmmaker, film production crew versus B-list American. Right. And so this thing that should just be a complete disaster is one of the more articulate budget movies that you ever sort of run into. Absolutely. And you don't know why. And that's why is because it's the sort of side effect of what Canon Group really was. Oh, I'll tell you why. <coughs> Because LASIK made that Sasquatch-looking dude. The eye surgery people made... What? I thought the, the costume designer's first name was LASIK. Okay, what's your joke? Well, that troll guy was pretty cool. Total guy? The troll! T- troll! Arg the Terrible? Yeah. Arg the Awful, sorry. Uh, I think you phrased that really poorly, Jackie. <laughs> like, what? LASIK? I mean, okay, so Arg was awesome. Yes, is, is where you're going. That's that's the difference. You know, I'm just having an off day. Uh, my jokes have fallen flat more than <laughs> once today. <laughs> I'm starting to think that today I might not have any mojo. It's because last week you spent all your mojo on drinking and recording, and now nah. that you're having to face, face the horrification of Monday or... You're yeah. out of gas. She can't tell jokes and you can't talk. This right. is going to go great. Hey, you know, that's uh, that seems like every Stinker Madness all episode. Right. Uh, all right. So so he writes he writes America 3000 and then kind of where th- where do things go? It's far that they went to Israel and they shot it and made it. Right. But it, this David Eschel, Eschel, Eschelbach? Edelbach. Yeah. Edelbach. He doesn't really do much after that. Like this was just a guy that he wrote the story for... Uh, over the top. Yes. That's and where I wanted you to go. He he wrote the script for Death Wish 2. Uh-huh. And he was probably uncredited in a lot of canon productions. So he was just a guy that they trusted to go do this. Right. And that's and it wasn't that they had trusted him to go do this so much as they already knew that the crew that was down there in Israel was gonna do it with or without him. Right. Just fine. Right. But they sort of liked the ideas that he comes up with, so they sent the idea guy down to work with this proven group of filmmakers in Israel and then imported some notable actors, B-listers, yeah, right. uh, to go full, go to. So Char- you have Lorraine Landon, from, who's now her second time on because she was in Maniac Cop. Uh, yeah. She's the gal. We, I, I think we've talked about her about four or five times. Yeah. And then Chuck Wagner, who was Auto Man. Auto Man. Auto Man. I don't think I've seen you that. You guys one. haven't seen Auto Man? No. I don't he was know. like a robot. It was like on the heels of Tron, I think. Mm-hmm. He was like a little pixely star thing that mm-hmm. could turn into a car or a motorcycle. Wow. But he was also I a dude. Need to go to there. And it was an. He's an AI. It's uh-huh. a cop. 
I need this film in my life. It's not. It's a series. It's Robot Cop. Oh, my God. It's failed Robot Cop the series, like, try three or four. Uh, yeah, I need this. Yeah, I cannot believe you've never seen Auto Man. Oh, yeah, I'm, this is the must-do. Why I know who Chuck Wagner is is because of that. I love America 3000 so much, I want to shut off this podcast and go watch and Auto And go Man. watch Auto Man? Yeah, that sounds yeah. amazing. And the rest of the cast is filled out by other you know, uh, canon rounders. rounders like William right. Wallace is Pete in mm-hmm. Delta Force. Mm-hmm. Right. That's why we know him. Even though I kind of think he might be Ryan Gosling. Right, 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 right. Oh, uh, yeah. But, yeah, he's Pete, and F- Pete from Delta Force. And he's been in, he shows up, he was in Avenging Force, too. He just sort mm-hmm. of shows up in canon movies as a guy who can deliver lines. So that's right. what this is, is, like, um, they needed, they're like, oh, crap, we can just spit out a PA movie if these are big right now. And then they just send down their trusted ones. And then, like, two months later, they get back one of the most competently made PA movies ever. Right. I'm totally convinced that um, the first Tierra that we see in the movie, the one that dies, True. that she was somehow related to Lisa Kubrick from Friends. Lisa, Lisa Kubrick. Kubrick. Yeah, the inventor of the Kubrick's Cube. Yes, I... Uh... Do you know who I'm talking about? <laughs> Lisa Kudrow! Kudrow, yeah. Jeez there Louise. we go. Uh, see? You were on the same page as me. No, nobody's on the same page as you. Oh, well, anyway, she looked just like her. I was kind of thinking, like, that could be her mom. Yeah, kind of. Kind of. Very Probably not. Somewhat Lisa Kudrowy. Uh What else you got, Sam? Anything? Well, we got to talk about uh, Tony Berg, the music. The oh music that's so fucking awesome. Yeah. Oh, so, and awesome as, as you mean a translation for, but in, in it, your future, future talk, awesome in America 3000 means... Super shitty music. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> it's really dumb it's music. But, it's so butt. But at the same time, it's some sweet guitar playing. <laughs> yeah. And that's because Tony Berg was a session guitarist for notable acts such as Air Supply. Right, right. And uh, he also was one of the session musicians for Rock, when they did Rocky Horror Picture Show. He was the guitarist, one of the guitarists okay. for that. Yeah, I can see it. And uh, he, would, he did the Muppet Show for a while as oh, a right session on. musician. Right yeah. Then he goes on to become a record exec and signs... Such notable bands as like Black Motor, uh, Black Rebel Motorcycle Club, Club, and At the Drive-In. Mm. Yeah, so he's actually very successful as an uh, executive. But yeah, boy, he can really, he can, uh, you know, dance around on those strings though. When you need non uh, properly timed theme music, he's the guy to go to. At least in America, three thousand. <laughs> I thought it was it was I that was because I've seen this so many times now. And it's just weird how, like, when I watch it, the, you watch it the first time, I'm like, what the fuck is going on with this movie? And as you watch it more, you're like, they did a really good job with something that should just be awful. Right. And this time around, I'm just like, God, this music is fucking fantastic. Oh, I'm just, I'm just going, there is layers upon layers upon layers of this film, all while this really inappropriate music is playing over it, which is, like, one of the charming factors about it is because, uh, and I'll skip the first scene, uh, and we'll just deal with it right now, but, like, the very first thing you see in this post-apocalyptic world is that slavery is a huge component of it. Oh, yeah. And these people are being brought into a camp, basically a military camp, to be slaves, and there's just this sweet licks playing in the background, and you're like... Slavery equals sweet guitar riffs. What? They were they were a little more gentle than some of the other ones. So it's like, uh, it's kind of bad. But listen to this guitar. Woo! <laughs> a little sad for a second. <laughs> 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 
wow. Uh, <laughs> I yeah. kind of thought that, that that the Paradise song was very, very much captured the 80s music oh, scene. Oh, it's, it's, it's way 80s music. And there, the part I almost forgot about this being a canon film in a nutshell is while you're at it down there making this amazingly competent mon- movie for no money, mm-hmm. I really need you to fucking rake Reagan over the coals. Like uh, the whole time, right? We'll get that. We'll get by the all by that. the way, our politics need to be forefronted all the way in this one. Yeah. Oh man, this thing is fucking layered. It, I, I'll, I'll, I, I want to say everything <laughs> I want to say at the end of this. I need to save it. Uh, the first thing I want to talk about in this is we. I want us to define the world that they live in because I don't want to flush all this out as it's flushed out to us. Sure, Let's sure. just address this now. The world got nuked. Uh, we find out later in the film that the, that that it was basically a computer error that the nuclear Holocaust started, that the American computer said that the, the the Russians have launched missiles and retaliated when no missiles had actually been launched at all. Sure. Uh, and then, and then the Russians retaliated blowing up the whole world, but the Americans somehow claim victory. I don't know. Yeah, they do. If your missiles hit first, you fucking won the nuclear uh, that war. Seems like that seems like yeah. every one of these movies that deals with that topic, even Doctor Strange Love, mm-hmm. and I think maybe that's the first one that really does it. Is right. that that was the mentality? Mm-hmm. That was the nuclear deterrent. Was well, if it happens, we're all going to die. So that's all you're playing for, right? Seeing which missiles, knowing who won before everyone died, going yeah. well. I'm going to be ash in a second, but we were right. Ours got there first. Yeah, they're faster. Well, like, you I'm know. faster on the button. I don't know. And how inconvenient is that? There's going to be such a line to get into heaven. Oh? There's only one way in through the gates, right? Right. And if they're having to check everybody's social history before they can their, let them in. Their Twitter profile? <laughs> yeah. Then, this, guy's, this guy say anything shitty on his Twitter profile? So this yeah, is, so the Russians are all ahead of us in line. So how does that serve anybody? Right. This is like the grocery store on the first Monday of every month in the afternoon uh-huh. when all of the retired people have got their social security check and they've flooded Albertsons right. and you can't get in there. Yeah, the, the line out of Walmart is, yeah. it's, you, can't, you can't just go and buy a sandwich at Walmart on a Monday. This is, or the DMV on the 31st. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> they nuked each other. This is going to be worse than the, the DMV. The horror of nuclear war is not properly queuing. Exactly. <laughs> well, and you know that they're going to have to find a translator. I don't maybe not, but. A translator? Meanwhile, the British are at the back of the line because they weren't even involved. And they're looking at the entire line in front of them and going. These idiots. These idiots. God damn it. They don't even know how to line up right. <laughs> uh, okay, so post-apocalyptic world. Uh, what has happened was everybody was re- irradiated, essentially. The survivors. Sure. Uh, and the ch- and my understanding is that for a while, the children that were birthed all were ghoulish. Essentially, yes. they were irradiated as well. Until one day, a clean baby came about. And it just so happened to be a female. So therefore, the females of the world proclaimed themselves that they were to be the rulers because they were the cleaner and the the non-nuked version of the species. Yes. The pure human, the first pure human out of the gates was a a female. Mm -hmm. Therefore, they take over. Right. They've they've taken over power. 
Or they could have just been like, listen, you bunch of fucking dicks that were men mm-hmm. that just had to whip your penis out and hit the button. Well, they don't even know about all that, Jackie. That's the thing is nobody knows about how the, how the whole world got destroyed. The only history they have is that the Merkins and the commies blew each other up. That's it. That's all the info that they have until the first woman was born. Oh, yeah, that's true. So they can't they can't blame anybody. These women just seize power and take the men who are still icky and dirty and nasty uh, as slaves. And they've got different classes of slaves for these men. They've got the machos, which is like their labor force. I yep, believe the machos are the laborers, uh, the cedars, which are their breeding force. Yeah. Uh, the toys, which are like pets, basically yep. eunuchs. Uh, there's a clergy, I think he's sort of a clergy guy, Lels. He's a, he's the head of the toys. He's the head of the toys. So if you're a toy, you're also kind of your, like, uh, the religious leader, sort of, or like, like a. I, I, no, he's a glorified daycareist. Yeah. Okay. All right. Like, he's like, oh, I got to drop my kid off at the kennel. But he knows about the prophecy sure. and he has all this information as well. Because they aren't threatening at all. Mm-hmm. They basically get to sort of share knowledge. He's like Peter Goodboy in uh, Battlefield Earth, say. Oh, okay. yeah. Mm. All right. Or he might be uh, more similarly in modern, uh, more mainstream, not shitty movies, uh, Varys in Game of Thrones, oh. who is also a eunuch and wow. has all the information because everybody thinks he's safe to uh, tell. Well, maybe I was talking about the book Battlefield Earth, mm-hmm. and you could counter and say, no, you're not, because you can't read it because there's 300 pages of intergalactic finance stuffed into the middle of a 700-page book. Right, so it's just Jupiter ascending. Okay, I got it. Uh, I want to know. Mm-hmm. I'm going to burn my, my question. Okay. Who the hell decided that, oh, well, you know what? We need some pets. The women. Yeah, but really? A stinky child? One of them was cute. Yeah. That's, it that, seems like all the toys des- are really slight of frame and short in stature. Who decided to enslave 50% of the population? And your quibble is that they also have pets? That's that's Human pets. They have human slaves! That's the best gig on the pets. Well, the cedar seems like it's not so bad. Well, we don't know that much about the cedars. But they also have a system of government uh, where there's individual frac- factions throughout the U.S. of these women hordes yeah the they're not clans or anything i don't think they address them as clans they're just like enclaves. they called them something and i i kept trying to pay attention to what it was mm-hmm. and i couldn't get my brain around like they said the word and you're like what did they just call it yeah but they're basically clans right they're yeah. clan they're they're hordes of of groups of women uh led by the head their head one individual head ones they're like uh, uh city states essentially sure uh their tiaras are, yeah. are the are the queens but not queens the what what would be the head of a city state be a king or a queen uh, really well, depending on what sort of go- government they have these are definitely queens let's say greece which part like Athens. What did you call the ruler of Athens? Didn't they have a republic in Athens? Right. That's a city state. Yeah. But in Sparta, they had three families and they would decide which one was the most manly of the three heads. And that was the king. Let's let pull it out. Let's just let's get this done. Pull them out. 
Oh, it's King Leonidas. Yep. <laughs> King Leonidas is because it's down to his knees. Right. That's why he, he stands out in front of his window in 300 buck naked because he's like, dude, seriously, this is why I'm king. I've got a giant <laughs> wiener. That's the dumbest scene in that whole movie. That's Gerard how Butler's I would select ass. a leader. Right. Gerard Butler's ass. Yeah. No, the wiener. Yeah. Well, whatever. Or just be like Gerard Butler. Uh now we we fall in line in Frisco, the Frisco womanhood, which is weird because at one point some of the geography is a little questionable mm. here because the uh, one clan rides in from Kansas. The Kansas, that's a long ride. Clan Kansas, and it seems like the Plugots are in Denver. Right, that's uh, the Plugots is what they call the slaves. The male, the men of the world are Plugots. Men are Plugots, but you can segregate them into whether they're machos, Re- individual or, classes. Yeah, yeah, they don't have a word for man. It's Plugot, mm-hmm. whereas they do have a word for woman, even though the Plugots call them Frel. Yeah, is it Frau or Frau? Frau with an A. I thought it was like Frau as in like Frau German. Frau yeah, German no, it's, lady. I think it's F-R-A-L, Frau. Okay, Frau. Uh, I think that pretty much sums most of the things up. As Mostly. far as the world, the universe that they live in. It's a lot of dirt. Mostly. Uh, a lot of garbage. It's not. It, yeah, but see, you're hang up with and, and this is I think I counted out while we were watching this. This is our fifth post-apocalyptic movie, uh, which seems like a lot because some of them really like, oh, yeah, I guess it is a post-apocalyptic movie. Sure. But your beef with them always is that everybody's dirty. And I just don't see how you think that everybody would be like dressed in uh, Tommy Hilfiger after being exploded. Well, first off, they would be dead if they were wearing Tommy Hilfiger. Oh, uh, because it's already irradiated. Only the fashionably unaware wear Hilfiger. <laughs> yeah, I it, wear it's like Effla shirts because it's made by uh, by children probably in sweatshops. There's like lead in inside Tommy Hilfiger shirts because the so sweatshop like- kids actually have been eating lead and it comes out of their fingers. <laughs> <Lord>. <laughs> like we. Do we have any biscuits? Nope, more lead. Just eat this. It'll oh, kill like you more, instantaneously. More porridge, please, sir. Nope, you just get to eat paint. Yep. <laughs> sure, we've got still got another 60,000 gallons of Sherwin-Williams from the 70s. <laughs> right, can't that we sell it, can't but you get can eat of. it, kid. <laughs> yeah, your liver's going to filter out a lot of this lead, and then you'll die, and it'll just get back into the river anyway. You know, on the whole, blue isn't bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, um fuck were we talking about <laughs> how jackie hates dirty people yeah you hate dirty people <laughs> i do okay all right uh, i don't think that this is that dirty um they're mostly just barbarian hordes living in the desert and because that's where you can shoot movies cheaply is the desert so but they, sure. they don't have like shit all over them and like they've got structures and the they, men are gross uh they no, that's not by their own volition though they are forced into grossness because, again, they are slaves, Jackie. No, the ones that attack them on the road, the blue coughs that attack them on the road. Blue gods. Blue coughs. Blue coughs. Blue coughs <laughs> that attack them on the road. They're freaking filthy and they're gross. Because their story goes back a lot deeper than what you're just seeing them as. They are actually, they have been chased by the women as, as be, to get them as slaves sure. into filth. They have no choice because, again, Jackie, slavery. I mean, like these people don't have control over their lives. Like the the, the least important thing while you're being chased 
to be to go to a slave camp, a labor camp, is how clean your armpits are. That and I think a lot of the uh, the sort of feral plugots are escaped slave escaped machos anyway. Right, that's what I think as well. Yeah. Now the cedars. I saved these guys last because we don't know too much about them. They no. are the one fairly conventional thing in these post-apocalyptic ladies rule the world uh, movies is that men are used for sex. Yeah. Now, the weird thing is that normally in that it's from the male gaze being told as in like, wouldn't that be sweet? But these cedars aren't there for pleasure when they, when they are there to do the job, they are there to do a job. Yes. It's only to impregnate a woman. The women are fully clothed. There's some sort of uh, uh, ceremony, per se. It's a, it's an event. Uh, when you're seated, uh, you don't get to enjoy the experience on either side, it seems. You're just there to produce female offspring. Yep. And the men get chucked in the woods, and uh, Santa Claus has to go find them, right? Yeah. Jackie, does that seem kind of familiar to you upon recent television viewing in any way oh like the handmaid's tale it's so much the handmaid's tale huh the fuck but from the opposite like uh-huh. if you, you swap the genders perfectly it's the exact same the women are in power they've created this own society and that the because the men are inferior and and I, i'm not going into the, any of this alt-right bullshit where they're taking our masculinity no it's it's the exact same thing it doesn't matter who is underneath of of equality the the gender should be equal and that's what this film is saying in that and that that, that they've created this system of propagation that is not they are not allowed to enjoy it is oh, we we lose focus on the breeding itself if yeah. we enjoy the act and there's also a little bit too that they choose not based on the attractiveness of the male versus how a male would do it. Right. That they're choosing for intelligence and sort of rebellious nature that they want to breed the thinkers into the women. Oh, well, where are you getting that information? At the very beginning when they choose Chuck Wagner's character. Uh, what's his name again? Uh, Corvus. Corvus is chosen because... She sort of looks in his eyes and sees that there's something going on there. And then he doesn't want anything to do with them. And she's like, oh, he's got spirit. This one's a cedar. Well, that's that's Vina. And she's a different breed of cat. But how I see that scene take place is they pull his pants down and check his wiener out. And they're like, yep, that'll do. Oh, before she does that, before she even gives the check, though, she sort of gave him a personality. Check. Right. But that's just Vina. Okay. She she's different because she sees something in him also later in the film. Whereas the other, <coughs> it's not Vina, it's her mom. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, but either way, that's who's doing the picking and that's how she's picking them. Well, that's how she is. I see the other women seeing them as just wieners, wieners or, or physical specimens. That, Cause that wouldn't make <clears throat> any sense. See, I think that 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 maybe because her mom saw him differently, that Vina also sees him differently because it, later in the movie where you're talking about, she sees that this particular Plugot is different than any other Plugot she's ever experienced before. There's something about him. He's a thinker. Right. Uh, so she likes that, but her sister, Lakella does not. She's like, fuck him. He's just an escaping slave. Well, she just can't see it because she's right. so sexist that she's like, Plugots can't think stupid. Right, right. They can't think. Right. Uh, it's an, like, man, what an interesting B-movie universe that this takes place in. It did a 
I don't usually like narration in film mm-hmm. either. Mm-hmm. And this thing sort of needs it. And it does a good job with it, but it's constantly sort of the narration is just sort of world building on top of the images that it's putting in front right, of you. Right. Right. Uh any anything else about this before we Oh, and they're waiting for the presidente. Yeah, there's the prophecy. President. The, the, the president, president yes. is going to come and lead them into the new future. Not not the president, as in they know what the president was. It's just some prophecy about the preceding, which is like the savior of mankind will yeah, come. That's because of the time before 900 years separated from the world nukes, the only thing that made it out is this idea of this word that they can't say right that's mm-hmm. basically their version of Jesus. Right, right. Or at the bare minimum that we could uh, make synonymous with it, a leader. Sure. So at the beginning, uh, Corvus uh, and his brother Gruss are children and well, sort of. They're, they're not teenagers. brothers. They're just two Oh, I thought guys. they were brothers. No. no. In fact, okay. in the beginning, in the narration, Gruss, Gruss is the narrator, Pete, mm-hmm. from uh, Delta Force. And or maybe his Ryan Gosling and Ryan Gosling is a mandroid who doesn't age. Haven't decided that yet. He's the narrator and the storyteller of the film. And he hooks up with Corvus and he says, like, I wasn't really thinking about anything other than getting out of here the quickest way I can. And so he just hops on Corvus's horse when during the escape. And right. They, there's a slave riot when they bring him into camp. Yeah. Corvus <clears throat> rebels by throwing a lady into some fire and causing a big ruckus and then him and gruss make off on a horse and become super besties yeah they ride to like a sacred land so that they can escape because they're not they're on their own and the women are such a military force that if they hadn't gone to the sacred land they would have it's not the sacred land they put skulls on branches which means that's the contaminated area before oh oh, that's where the radiation line start stopped or started you know, before, mm-hmm. and we don't know how much time's passed since that's been irradiated, but that's how scared they are. And maybe of it. they don't even know how if it's yeah. irra- irradiated anymore. It's not like they got Geiger counters. Exactly, they hey. just see the skulls and know if I go in there, I'm gonna die. Sally, drink this water and see if your guts fall out of your butt. Exactly. No, I'm not doing that. Whereas apparently the radiation has sort of subsided, and the plugots can live in there hang now. out there yeah they corvus and gruss spend some time on their own in there their youth basically and corvus found finds a, a book in this suitcase essentially yeah. that teaches him the word man it's a reading learning to read book it's an abc book yeah, yeah. and he learns horse yeah oh okay <laughs> right uh so he now the the formulation of his own uh, revolution is is forming within him. He realizes he is not a plu god, a slave with a penis or a, a penis slave. However, whatever, all penises have slave or whatever. Uh, he is more than that. He is a man. He is mm-hmm. flesh and blood and heart and soul and uh, love and hate and all everything that makes up a, a person. So, uh. He's, yes. But years later, they join up with a bunch of other plu gods. Uh, uh, either you know never been captured or former slaves at camp reagan yeah it seems like they do there's a bunch of them that have never been captured and how they sort of separate that uh visually is if you're wearing sort of a dingy tank top Uh you're a wild man oh okay you've got long hair and a beard you're a former macho got it uh and then if you're sort of small 
and have no facial hair and can't talk, you're a toy. Right, 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 right. And none of the Cedars really get away other than Corvus to this point. Right. I think the Camp Reagan thing was kind of interesting. Yeah, it was the Camp Reagan. Just just giving you a heads up. Though I never found out what a Reagan was. Right. That's what, <laughs> that's, that's what Gruss's character says. These, uh, the former machos ambush a bunch of the the frowls as they're riding they're they've gone and collected food i guess is what's going on and they're riding back to camp yeah they've got they're going from the farm to mm-hmm. the table <laughs> <laughs> Boo. that's terrible that stinks but that's what's happening right uh anyway that's how hungry these uh escaped macho plugots are is that they're figuring it doesn't matter i'm so hungry that if we lose half of us the other half are going to get a biscuit. Right. Well, they, they're they wild men, essentially, or nomads, as it were. They don't have a home base. They're not part of Camp Reagan. They haven't no. linked up with anybody. These are feral humans. So they have no access to food except for the ones that they, you know, that they can attack. They're wolves, essentially. Coyotes are yeah. better because wolves would be more effective. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they take some heavy losses here. That's, where, that's how hungry they are is that. They don't care. It's like, I'm either going to die or I'm going to get a biscuit. But either way, I won't be hungry anymore. Right. They they, they get their ass kicked, but they do manage to stab the tiara. Yeah. She was sort of not paying attention. Right. I think that's maybe where you're at when you're done being tiara is you get stabbed by a plugot because you just can't be bothered to pay attention anymore. Why am I over here by myself? Yeah. Where'd everybody go? We're over here. We get introduced to some pretty sweet weapons, mm-hmm. uh, chains from a swing set. We've got like two finger claw gauntlets. Yeah, right. Uh, right. A whip. Right. Knives that don't knives that make no sense. And death they, frisbees. Don't forget about those. Death frisbees, which are just saw blades. I mm-hmm. think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think. The, oh, there's clubs, spiky clubs yeah. too. So. Oh, and the little miniature bow and arrow. Oh, oh, of course. God. Pistol yeah. crossbows. Yeah, yeah. Those things are a big deal. They, You see the pistol crossbow and you're like, that will fire eight feet. <laughs> or like like when you shoot a rubber band, something out of a rubber band and it hits itself and it flings up into your face. Like, yeah. those aren't going to work. <laughs> no. Those are death machines for the operator. Exactly. So the, the Tira's down. She's been stabbed. Uh, and I guess the line of progression goes to the daughter's. Uh, the first one being Vina, Laura Landon, who is quite reluctant on wanting to be it, but she, uh, she, she's like, I don't want to be it. And the queen's like, no, you have to be it. Even though her sister, Lakella is like, dude, check me out. She's reaching for it. Right. She wants that throne. And I was reaching for her boob that was falling out of her shirt. Right. She was definitely the prettiest one in this movie. Uh, she's got that like bitchy hot look. Like yeah. she's hot, but like man, that lady looks like a bitch. But dude, she's really hot. But yeah, bitchy hot. Like, she would take off her high heel and fucking stab you. Yeah, yeah. She's one of those girls you can't go out with, but you kind of want to bang her so much you just put on a hate jack. Uh huh. And yeah. then orders like a fifteen dollar Martina, like Martina, uh, Martina, Martina never greatest <laughs> <laughs> tennis player ever. Man, her career went downhill at fifteen dollars. Uh, fifteen dollar <laughs> Martini. Uh, drinks that and then doesn't even say goodbye, just leaves. Yeah. That's the end of the date? That's the end of the date. Huh. So now I have to go home and 
throw one down, going gritting my teeth like <laughs> I hate you, but I wanted to have sex with you, so I'm gonna jack off now. Uh, I thought that there was some stipulation in this line of progression that there was something to do with fighting the greatest character of all time, Arg the Awful, which Arg, before we we introduce Arg, uh, Arg is uh, essentially a super mutant. He he got so radiated that he turned into Sasquatch. Yeah. Yeah, the, the evolution wasn't kind to him. Yeah. We don't know how old he is. We don't know anything. The first few times I saw this, Actually, for years, I accused the movie of just having that costume and sticking it in. Mm -hmm. But as we learned later, it was actually made for it. So instead of having the costume, what they had was, well, we got a creature person down there. So add that in. Right. So we get Arg and he's like, he's like a Sasquatch who's with a skullet. He's like a biker Sasquatch. Yeah, biker Sasquatch. Nice. I like it. Yeah, that is that is all inclusive. <laughs> at the beginning, and he even goes through his own progression at the beginning of the movie. His name is Arg the Awful, but I think it's something else at the end. Um, so, what's this thing with them and Arg? They've captured Arg. So, Does one of them have to fight him? So you have to fight Arg before you can become. It's like your end of boot camp is mm -hmm. fighting Arg to to become a, a soldier. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, I thought the queen or the tiara had to no, do something with them. Because oh, the okay. person that's fighting Argon, it says this is her, this is the last of her trials to become one of the warriors. Uh huh. And she is fighting Arg. <laughs> Arg throws her out of his own cage. He chucks her right on out of there. Like, a, like a paper airplane. You're like, whoa. <laughs> oh, it's a great bad dummy that he chucks too. Yeah. I love it. No, you're watching a guy in the strangest ape suit you've ever seen throw a dummy that's made of pillows and you're like what the fuck is going on here wait they've got a sasquatch that's amazing um that's sasquatch <laughs> and he's got a skullet yeah and that's the fun thing is in any other like irradiated beast movie i've ever seen none of them are covered in hair they're all no. green and slimy and toxic avengery and uh, Argus just Sasquatch with a skullet. With a skullet and some really big <laughs> chiclet teeth that are very crooked. And he's he's got a he's got a, a whatever that's called where you're uh, Alexander the Great. You've got the is your middle name. Uh -huh. He has got a reputation like everybody knows who Arg is. And they the women have finally captured Arg the awful. Like he's got this giant backstory where he lived a cave and would you know come down and eat the sheep every now and then. Sure. Uh, and they'd, oh, well, we've got to, we've got to get Arg this weekend and they form a posse and everybody grabs pitchforks and nobody can take down Arg. But finally the women are like, have had enough with Arg the awful that they rope him and put him in a cage and they still can't beat him. Up. Right. And, and, and apparently he's been there long enough where they've got a system now where everybody has to fight him. Yeah. And he's accidentally killed a few of them. Accidentally. <laughs> Whoops. Well, I killed that person I intended what, to. No, I don't think he wants to kill him. I think he wants to do oh. what he does with this because one of the things having seen this so many times that I realize about Arg now is that he's just a really happy guy. He's, he's just got a really positive attitude all the time. Cause after he throws her out, he's like, ha I beat her. And then he just starts like juggling these skulls and having a good time. <laughs> and you're like, man, Arg's a pretty positive dude. I so like it. He doesn't actually, it's the, the skulls aren't like a, an ear necklace. It, it's just like, he thinks they're balls. Yeah. He's just, he's just having fun. They're not trophies for and him. He doesn't get to keep a lot. So, no, he those just, are just toys. He yeah. just hugged the one too hard. 
Uh, <laughs> I named him George. Yeah, exactly. And then like there was another one that he was going to chuck out, but he kind of missed, and she just went head first into one of the logs, and like, oh, oh sorry about that one. Arg make mess. Yep. <laughs> I want to know who's cleaning out his cage. Oh, man. Well, I would assume one of the machos, probably. Because you know that there's going to be some massive poops in well, there. Well, then you got to have an ARG wrangler. Or maybe the machos and ARG are like besties. Like, they, like, ARG can't wait for the machos to come in so he can play Chuck and Macho around. Well, no, he probably just juggles the skulls and the machos. Like, it's sort of this thing where he gets his uh, cage cleaned. But then the macho that's doing the cleaning, it's like Lawrence Welk to him. He's like, this is the greatest entertainment I've ever seen. This R guy is really nice. And every once in a while, he throws one of us too far and we die. He does smell awful, though. He does smell awful. All right. So back to Vina. Uh, The previous Tierra, her mom, gives her a map. Uh, She's like, you must be the Tierra. And also, there's a map in my room. I want you to check it out and follow it and deal with that at some point. Corvus and Gruss have gone to the ambush site and they're scavenging food, whatever's remnants of this food battle that uh, yes. took place, wherein they find one of the toys, uh, this Amy dude. Yeah, this guy named Amy. And then Amy is How just How do they even of, know what his name is? It was written on his neck. Oh, okay. I didn't catch that part. They, Amy is surprised by them and he mm-hmm. likes them because they can read. Hmm. You didn't think men can read. Yeah, I've seen this shit so many times, like so, it's starting to make sense to me. Again, the toys are some sort of caretakers of knowledge. Yes. They they can't tell anybody about it because their tongues have been well their tongues have been cut out. Their tongues have been cut out and their penises have been chopped off, but they only, do know stuff. Yeah, only some of them get their tongues cut off. Oh, okay. But all of them get their dingers. Yes. Okay. Huh. So And then, you know, Amy is immediately this sort of endearing character that everybody likes. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I'm almost kind of thinking that maybe his name really isn't Amy. That is who owns him. Shoulder, shoulder, face, face. Amy. Oh. Yeah, so no, I don't it's think like so a dog tag. If found, please return to Amy. Maybe, but none of the people have conventional names. They've all got these really barbaric warrior queen movie names. Corvus and uh, uh, Kalala and Gruss. Gruss and Vina. None of them are named Phil. Yeah, he's just a. It's like a boy named Sue. He's a dude named Amy. Yeah, I think his name is Amy. Like that's, but but that's an interesting theory. I'm. I, it would have been interesting if they'd gone with that. If if on the side of his neck he had some elaborate warrior queen name, uh, that would have been that would have been interesting. But I think Amy's just too conventional. Hmm. Well, they right. would maybe they give him a tattoo of the owner's face. It looks like everybody's Hendrix tattoo that they get. Like, <laughs> right. See my Hendrix tattoo? I was like, that's Hendrix? <laughs> what the fuck? I thought that was a basset hound. Yeah. Is this a frisbee with some eggs in it? So the Frowls ha- are getting a visitor from Kansas. Uh, the, their leader queen is coming over tiara. for the new tiara ritual ceremony, the crowning, essentially. The shit show fucking frat party that they're going to have. Yeah. It's it's a it's a, a, a crowning also slash burial also slash super out of control wake like they get more out of control than the pikes do. Yeah, this is like a coronation. It's a it's a really bad frat party <laughs> with with pomp and circumstance. I mean, it is it gets lewd. 
They're fighting each other. They're drinking. At one point, the tiara of Kansas is just standing on the table spitting on people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, how fucking drunk do you have to it get seems like you got, start doing that? Well, the, uh, Gruss drinks some of that booze later, and uh, he's like, it's going to make you feel pretty wagos. Yeah, he's like, it tastes... Uh, cold. It tastes cold wagos, but it makes you feel hot plastic. Right. So it's pretty... It's probably just gasoline. And, you know, Vodka. I'm going to just say this now. Mm-hmm. I did not like the Tierra of Kansas. No, you're supposed to hate her. Yeah, I, I know. But there's even her look, her whole look was just like, bitch, please. <laughs> I I would have grabbed her by the back of her f- freaky ass hair and been like, no. Mm-mm, and then just shoved her head into a bucket of water. Mm-hmm. Be like, you're not wearing gem in the holograms makeup butthole. Oh, yeah. Everybody's got very class of uh, Newcomb High makeup. going uh, on. Yeah, I really like I mean, I like. How much you are supposed to hate this tiara of Kansas. And she's mm-hmm. just like walking around. She she's is strutting. so committed. She is peacocking like no oh, man absolutely. actor has ever peacocked. One other thing that's sort of like really great about this movie is that everybody knows what they're doing and people are fucking committed to yeah, their character. Absolutely. And she is committed to being a peacock and it's wonderful. Yeah, if you if you hate her, I think she delivered the goods, Jay. Yeah, she yeah. did it, she did it right. She like sits with her legs open and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um not just like a little bit open. It's like I am airing out my crotch open. Which oh, yeah. again, the movie is making maybe possibly a subtle statement there that it's not the the people in power have the strutting and the the I mean not the people based off their dingers their yeah. genitals uh it's who's in power think that they're fucking hot shit yeah exactly yeah she's definitely the gym teacher that strolls around in a pair of two short shorts and's like come on people with her stupid whistle <laughs> chasing you down PE was rough then. Huh? Yeah, I think yeah. that's personal information that I has had, nothing to do with anybody there else. There was a PE. <laughs> everybody has the one, right? Uh, we had one that it was really strange. They did sex ed. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't have. Right. You shouldn't do it in PE. You should do it in science. Probably. It makes sense. The, so in seventh grade, they make us do sex ed in PE. And this woman that hates sex so bad. It, that's a good point, Sam, because... Yeah. PE is like, okay, today we're going to teach you how to properly play basketball. And then next week they're like, okay, we're going to teach you how to fuck. What the fuck? No, not PE. (laughs) You're right. Science. And like in science, they teach you about like the parts that do the work. And you're like, oh, sex ed. This is going to be like hot stuff. Playboy. And you're like, oh, it's just science. Oh. And then you watch. actual health classes for this shit. And then you watch the baby come out and you're like, whoa. That's not a miracle of life. <laughs> Whoa, I don't like those anymore. Uh-uh. But wait, mom, that's still the afterbirth. <laughs> so hopefully there's no prolapse. They didn't show you that part. Uh, we had this lady that she was like angry about it. Uh-huh. And it wasn't science of how reproductive system works. It was like she <laughs> said she took a baseball bat in a mitt. And she's like, the man's going to take the bat. They're going to shove it in your mitt. <laughs> And she's just like pounding this mitt with a bat. And you're like, what the fuck are you doing? Whoa. This is fucking terrible. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) She's like, who's got that good D? You got that good D. (laughs) You got to take it once every three years, whether you like it or not. Otherwise, you're 
your clam's gonna seize up. And you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Eh, wild. Uh, I'm glad I'm not a child. Wow, I would have loved to be in your PE class. I probably would have started laughing hysterically. There was, you probably would have gotten moved to a different class. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and she wasn't even my PE teacher. Though. He was like, it was a California school when I was in seventh grade, so it was really big classes. So there was three PE teachers for every group, and the dude just like in the middle of her thing, just like turned and walked off. He's like, I can't even, I can't even interject to this shit. She's right. She's like, oh my god, Californians. Uh, okay, all right. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So the so the men are wanting to Corvus has convinced them that that they're more or the the revolution is taking place essentially the yes. starting the guerrilla level uh they're going to invade the camp and free the other machos the slaves the, and they've got it's slave children there as well uh while these women are passed out from their drunken wild time the night before and for the most part they do they go yeah. in there pretty stealthily and uh get the guys and uh, they have they struggle a little bit with the machos, um, but it's, they eventually convince them that you know you're a man, you're not a macho. Let's go. Uh, give yeah, them some jerky. Some beef, yeah, <laughs> here's some beef jerky. Come on, that'll do it. <laughs> yeah, I would go. Oh yeah, if somebody if I'd never seen beef jerky before and somebody gave me a piece, I'd be like, mm-hmm, new leader. Yep, because you know that they're getting just sloppins. He called them crap eats. No more crap eats. Mm-hmm. Well, everything was going hot plastic. Yep. Until Arg. Yeah. Then it was effing Wagos. Well, we can't leave him behind. No, he's a man. He's no, a man. they free they free Arg and Arg goes ape shit and starts making a ton of fucking noise. But he's having a really nice time. He loves it. Well, and he gets the um device the air raid siren. Yeah, the air raid siren. siren mm-hmm. And he is just like, Yeah! Noisemaker! And he's totally just keeps playing with it. It's like, yeah. oh my God. Waking all of the women up. And now they're on the run. Like, uh-huh. dude, we could have got in and out of here while these ladies were passed out. Now we're fucked. Guys are getting shot in the air by the arrows in the back, and they're they barely escape out the gate, and they're getting they've got a posse to round them up while these guys are running away on foot. Uh so Corvus is like we're never going to get away. They can see our dust cloud. I'll, let's split up. Uh, you go up that way, and I'll tie this tree to some horses and drag it so it makes lots of yes. dust, that, dust duping them into following my path. And you know that these women are just going to be... If, when they catch somebody, there mm-hmm. is no mercy. They are hungover. Ooh, they yeah. didn't get any breakfast. Mm-hmm. There wasn't even a chance to do a hair of the dog treatment. Nope. So they are just... You mother. They didn't get to yeah. uh, like have that hangover morning poo either. No. no, one of them can only remember getting spit on by some lady with a perm. <laughs> She's twice as pissed. It, it's black after that. Yeah. I had no clue. What and happened. then somebody brought out a baseball bat and a mitt, and it was like, <laughs> oh my god. So while Vina and uh, Lakella are out trying to chase down the men, the escaping men, the Kansas Tierra is plotting she's like hey uh this is going to be a great opportunity to take over the whole fucking thing let them fuck around with this shit i'm going to be the boss of both frisco and Mm gonzales 
And I guess there's nothing in between. I guess not. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe she's planning on, like, being control of two sides and p- trapping everybody in between. Or, you know, like, like so, Lena, you ever been to Pahonix? Like, yeah, I don't like it there. Me neither. Oh, what's Pahonix? Phoenix. Mm-mm. Oh, boy. Mm-mm. Come on now. Where Mm-mm. were you? How about uh-uh? <laughs> so was, that was a slow ball. You can't do really, you can't fuck with Nevada because it's just spelled like it sounds. Nevada. <laughs> Damn you, phonetically spelled areas. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, Vina and Lakella realize that they've been duped by... Uh, this this tree thing, and that's when Vina's like, "There's something more to this man than than other men," because they then see him as he's trying to get away, and they both have a shot with their little shitty arrows that are not going to make it that far. No, but she can't. V- Vina can't take the shot. She starts questioning things. She sees it and she's like, "That's Chuck Wagner for Auto Man." Yeah, got show spade. <laughs> I would totally, if I was her, I'd be like, "Let's just save him for a cedar." I wonder if the Tierra has her own private seater. Oh, I, like I, she just no, picks out a handsome no, man because it's not for pleasure, Jackie. Oh, well, true. I mean, maybe like that, like thing in. Uh, I want to talk about the Handmaid's Tale, but there's a level of corruption where yeah. the leaders get to kind of break the rules well, as well. The regs, as it were, yeah. that's another word that keeps coming up. The regs are very important in the society that they built up, but maybe there is like some back. Door action. I bet in Kansas there is. Oh, yeah. But in uh, Frisco, things are pretty tight. Yeah. Yeah. No, Vina does not. But that Kansas Kansas lady does for sure. So Lakella takes a shot. She hits him in the in the tummy and he falls backwards into a giant hole. Uh, He's dead and the movie's over. He's not dead. He got hit the air with the arrow in the book that he's got. His fall was broken by a barn inside of the cave. (laughs) (laughs) There's some hay down there. And then you're like, oh, there's a barn inside a cave. And then he's like, oh, yeah, this is the barn from outside of the bomb shelter. What? Yeah, it's not a giant hole. It's a it's a fucking it's a it's a NORAD station. Yeah. Like one of those remote stations where it's also a bunker. It's an underground bunker for, uh, spoiler alert, the fucking president. Yep. This is Reagan's fallout bedroom. Right. I think it would be a little bigger. You know, if you're the prez, you're going to want some company. You can't just have a bedroom and a couple pinball machines. The guy outside watching the door. Right. Who didn't make it. Didn't make it. uh, And then you'd have Nancy, the pinball machine. And I think it was Frogger. Which mm-hmm. I think that would entertain Reagan. Yeah, it, well, yeah, at the later points in life, yeah. <laughs> later stages of his presidency, right. Frogger was enough. Yeah. <sighs> didn't he? Didn't he have a nickname for Nancy? I don't know. I think it was Mother. I think he was like Mike Pence. I think he called uh, her Mother. I'm not sure. Mother, there's no more jelly beans. Yeah, the fucking world got blown up. Ding dong. Yeah, uh, because of you. Good what job. Did I just say I'm playing Frogger. <laughs> No, you're not. You didn't even put a quarter in. You're just watching Frogger. <laughs> That's the demo. <laughs> oh, high score again. <laughs> As a woman, I would not want to be called mother. Oh, uh, absolutely not. It's disgusting. It it would be like, no. 
No. I, you know, like like we we were watching uh um Boardwalk Empire. Sure. And there's this lady that bangs Steve Buscemi in like an apartment and he calls her or she calls him daddy all the time. And like, you know, it's it's back in the flapper times. Hey, where's the page boy at? We got uh Yeah, but there's also that big daddy thing. Tommy guns and yeah, I mean, but even it's gross. I I, I like it's grody to me. Oh yeah, it's like gross. In, I don't know if it's just because in today's modern society we don't talk like that, but even then, like I'm not your fucking daddy, yeah, no. weirdo. You I don't want to be your daddy. Anything to me during sex except that. You can punch me in the face and yeah. call me an asshole and uh-huh. fuck harder. That's fine. Don't call me daddy. Call me daddy and we're done. Yeah. That's yucky. Yeah, that's an instant. Like, you can scream, I hate to fill in the blanks, and I'll be like, well, I'll still finish this off before we break up, but daddy, it's all over right then. Even if you, even if it wasn't sex related, if it was like, Oh, hey, honey, I, I know you had a bad day today at work, so I've poured you a nice glass of uh, the Glenlivet and have made uh, uh, lasagna for dinner. Daddy, get the fuck out. <laughs> you have taken my shitty day and made it much fucking worse. I'm not your goddamn daddy. Leave the lasagna and the Glenlivet, though. Yes. <laughs> In fact, just. And I mean, it would be totally different if you were like, go ask daddy. And you're talking to a, child, to a right, kid right, right. or something, yeah, right? Absolutely. But, but it's just, it's so gross. Yeah. It would be like, hey, sis, no, don't call me sis. Ugh. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> it's just very gross. Uh, anyways, uh, Corvus opens up one of the lockers and he finds a fucking laser assault rifle. <laughs> I guess like, we have those. What? Lasers? That's as unexpected as the Sasquatch. Laser assault rifles. Yeah. Pretty sweet. With a, it's got a manual attached to it, so being an educated man, he's able to figure it out pretty right. quick. Yeah, he learns how to work it, and that's what blows him into the bunker. He shoots his way on while test firing it into President Reagan's uh, bunker, and he's like in awe. He's like, "Dude, this place is fucking awesome." Yeah, they've got pinball, they've got Frogger, they've got uh, this window that opens up and is like America rules. It's a light up painting of New York, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. This would be like, you know, you wouldn't ever want to tell anybody about this place. No, this is the. This is your clubhouse. Shag pad. Yeah. Yeah, right. Which right. I don't think he does. And he does use it for a shag pad. So I think he has the right idea. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. true. I wouldn't be telling any of those other buttholes. And there's probably a shower in there. Oh, yeah. There would be a shower. Totally. So that's probably how he gets so clean mm-hmm. before he goes to go meet up with um, his boys. Uh, he finds a message. From the NORAD guy that is directed to the president. Yes. It's not intended for him. It's an old recording, but he is the only one in the room. And since he doesn't know how TVs work, he thinks that guy is calling him the president. Yeah. He's like, what? Okay, cool. So he hatches this plan to uh, load up with all the good shit in there. There's like also a, like a like a hazmat outfit yeah. that looks like he's from space all uh, uh back to the future uh-huh. um this is boom box with uh oh the boom box yeah. sweet jam in it oh yeah yeah and he goes out dressed up like this finds uh lel is that his name the lels lels the leader of the the toys yeah. or the head toy and lels is like instantly the president yeah. the prophecy is here well you can't see 
what he sees and not think that God has returned to Earth. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at how sparkly his outfit is. It's a shiny man with butt rock. Right. Yeah. That's, I mean, the Aztecs drew it the same way. That is true. Uh, this is the point where when I had found this movie in a video rental place, I didn't have a cover, didn't have anything. It just said America 3000 on the side. And I was like, okay, why not? I'll give this a shot. Mm-hmm. And I made people come over. I watched it three times the first day I saw it. Oh, yeah. And uh, I made people come over and watch it. And the point where they all turned and looked at me like, what the fuck are you making me watch? Is when it cuts from the bomb shelter to him riding the horse in the hazmat suit with the boom box. And every one of them turned to me and I said, yes. Oh, yeah. This is what we're watching <laughs> right now. Well, and he looks like he's about ready to fall off. Oh, it's hard to manage because he's he's bringing a mule behind him. He's got a boom box and he's wearing a hazmat suit that you probably can't see shit out of. Right. And a bunch of and he's on a saddlebags horse. and shit behind yeah, him. Yeah, so he's got a lot to manage. And I did find out a fun fact. Okay. It got up to 130 degrees when they were Ugh. shooting this movie. Oh, that's miserable. So how he didn't just fall off the horse and die is amazing. I think I think the new hoop, a new hoop. A new, uh, starring Michael Jordan, uh, the sequel to Space Jam. A new and hope, Star Wars. Yeah, a new hope crowd. Uh, they only had to deal with 120 in Tunisia. No, and- I thought it was the opposite. It was they went in the winter. Lucas thinking it'll be better to shoot in the winter, and it was like 28 degrees or something. Oh, like really? That. I thought I, th- I thought they all got dysentery from the water. Mm. Uh, either way, yeah. Uh, so he tells Lels that he's going to free all men, and uh, which later we find out that that includes all women as well uh and uh but he's like you can't tell them that anybody that the president is here yeah got to keep quiet on this but uh just you know you're my guy you're my inside man now Uh vena has followed the treasure map to a cave and inside the cave she has brought out thunder rocks which are coconuts with a string Yes. that explode they're bombs they're bombs she's there's gunpowder secrets in the cave is that what's going on yeah does that get flushed out not really okay they, it just the map go go here if you ever run into problems she mm-hmm. goes there and the the secret to uh dynamite or something's there yeah gunpowder. right so she makes thunder rocks inside of it i guess because yeah. she's an engineer as well uh, and brings them back to the camp. She's like, check out what we got. Now we can fucking take these dudes down finally. However, meanwhile, mm-hmm. Corvus has made it back to the other camp. Right. With fucking grenades. With actual fucking grenades. And laser guns. Military manufactured grenades. It seems like they only have one laser gun. Two. Yeah, they got a few. There was two in the... Yeah. You see him with one and you see... uh Russ with one. Right. So ah, that's right. Two. Okay. So he's like, hey, guys, it's me. Uh, I'm back. I brought some stuff. Uh, they think I'm the president. Yeah. And uh, maybe I am. I don't know. Uh, but I brought some weps from the Merkins. Yeah. And meanwhile, he's also not only brought weps, but he's brought some sweet stuff. And Arg only cares about the air freshener. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This is the transition from Arg the Awful to Arg the Awesome. Ah. Because he no longer is going to be stinky because he sprays the shit out of his face with air freshener 
and his ass. Yep. <laughs> Troubled spots. And he loves it. Yeah. He, it's I don't think it's fun to him. Like, we, this thing is spraying. I'm a dumb animal. He's like, oh, my God, I smell amazing now. Yeah, that's what's happening. <laughs> I'm going to be able to make so many friends. Because he doesn't spray, like, in his butt. Like, whoa. He sprays on his butt mm-hmm. like perfume. Yep. He's now delicious. Mm-hmm. Arg the the charming. Yeah. Arg the John Ham. Exactly. <laughs> Studious. <Yeah>. Polite. <laughs> A man's arg, as yeah. it were. Men want to be arg, and women want to be with arg. No. <laughs> no. You don't know. He's just kind of like a Harry Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Hogan got the chicks. It's true. Oh, God. There's somebody for everyone. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> right, true. Okay. So Hor- uh, Corvus hatches this plan for a peace negotiation or war with the Frowls. It's either this or we're going to wipe you out. Yeah, you don't have a choice. We're overpowered now, but we are we prefer prefer peace. I'm I'm the president. Let's go with the hanky panky. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, this is they kidnap her best friend. To not do yet. This. Not oh, yet. so yeah. he's just coming up with this plan. Yeah, because they immediately get interrupted by one of their men, Trump. Uh huh. Getting exploded by a grenade. Yeah, Trump blows himself up. Before, we were all like, oh, one of these guys are totally going to blow themselves up because they don't know how grenades work. And then we're told it's Trump. They're playing catch with it. That can't be a coincidence. No, he was a he was a a dickhead. He had imposed himself as a celebrity by this point. Right. But what's the joke? Just that that guy sucks. And he's so stupid. He would blow himself up. Yeah, I think that the. If there was anybody that Galan and Globus had to bump into in New York frequently that they hated, oh, absolutely. it was that guy. And they're right. like, by the way, go ahead and throw that dickhead under the bus while you're at it. Yeah, it's just a very strange... And they don't beat around the bush with it. They say it three times, so they're like, Trump blew himself up because right. he's stupid. Right. It's I can't make this shit up. No. It's just so weird. In the 80s. I know. Well, we already talked about Kremlins too, where Donald Trump is the villain of yeah. the film. Uh, but like, when we watched America Three Thousand for the first, when I watched it for the first time about five years ago, it didn't mean anything to me. But now it's like, dude, that's calling him out. Yeah, man. Okay, but there was a uh, total propaganda comic that he found too that teaches you how to use grenades. So. At that point, Gruss is like, watch this shit, people. He is the president. Yeah. Hucks a couple grenades by pulling the pin with his teeth because that's the cool way to do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, then, you know, he's he's the president. 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 He's not the president. He's the president. Uh, the Frows are busy with their seating ritual. And as we kind of discussed the logistics of all that, we won't go into it again. But this particular Frow named uh, Link- Linka? I think so. Yeah. Uh, She's not really eager to be in there because, again, it's not a pleasurable experience. Uh, she's like, oh, I don't know about this, but I'm going to do it because it's my job. It's my duty. It's my sacred duty to yeah. to propagate and have a, a a warrior queen. Please don't be a boy. Please don't be a boy. Please don't be a boy. Uh, they nab her. They they bust in, explode right the place. She's in the middle of it. There's a point where she's like, you know, this isn't so bad. Right. Like, you're like, oh, it's going to be awful. And you're like, wait a second. Okay. Yeah. All right. 
And uh, but they nab her and uh, also free the cedar who. He takes off his mask. Yeah, I thought there was going to be a reveal there. And right. he's got these incredibly green eyes. And he's supposed to be a very pretty man. Yeah, Mascara. so that. Yeah, so that way we can recognize him later. Oh, okay. Okay, it was just a recognition thing. It wasn't that he was wearing makeup and maybe a little. Uh, no. Yeah, I don't know why he has makeup on because he has to maybe, wear the mask. Maybe a little dancing piratey. Dancing like the Pirates of Penzance. Exactly. Maybe he doesn't even want to be there. He does. Because he's a gender traitor? Nope, he's mm. not. He loves her later. Yeah. That's, oh, yeah, that's I guess why that's it's true. that's probably why they did his eyes up like that so that it would be like, oh yeah, the guy with the green eyes. Yeah, so yeah, he man. would okay. really focus right. in. Yeah, you're right. I'm wrong. Okay, so they've got her. At night at the lady camp, the president arrives to much fanfare. This is sort of like Two things at the same time. It's because of what they have available. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like well, actually three things at one time. It's sort of like a redneck Fourth of July. It's also a little bit of a third grade stage production, and a lot Wizard of Oz, and a bit of uh, Andre the Giant as Dread Pirate Roberts, and uh, just shock and awe, right? Well, he's no. more more Oz the Great and powerful than anything, right? Dread Pirate Roberts. Shock, Dread Pirate Roberts. Right? He's on fire, Sam. Yeah. No, he's but not. But that's still great and powerful right. Oz, right? Right. Well, no, he's got the cloak of uh, invincibility on. Of course he's not on fire, but the cloak is on fire. Yeah, but the spaceman suit isn't. No, I'm talking about Dread Pirate Roberts. I know. Yeah, and I'm saying that's great and powerful Oz as well. Right. Yeah. It is. It's all Oz, Sam. That's where it all where it all started. Uh, yeah, the eighteen or not the eighteen. The William Tell Overture is playing loudly. Yep. They got fireworks. The president gives his message and then explodes. Amy's got a <laughs> flashlight and he's like waving it at the gold suit so it shines. They put some LEDs that have like a cycle uh-huh. inside the head. Like they learned a lot about electronics really fast, right? And uh, they even say so. Like, right. oh, we figured out how to do this pretty good. This is a plot point. Let's not get stuck on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so Corvus, as the voice of the president from a loudspeaker, commands mm. Vina to meet with him, uh, or else they will nuke. Everybody will be nuked, like the Merkins and Commies. Yeah, which nuke means kill. That doesn't actually mean nuke. Nuke. Yeah, use a nuclear weapon. Uh, Savina's gonna go. She's like, okay, fine. Uh, they've got my gal, my gal pal. Uh, I gotta help her out, but also I'm kind of wanting to see where this goes. So sure. you guys chill out. I'm gonna meet him alone. I'm sure it's fine. No big deal. And uh, yeah, but the other Tierra is like, oh yeah, fuck that shit. This is a goddamn trick. Those guys are gonna fucking backstab us. All of their promises about uh p- the peace process. Sure. And whatever they put on the table, we've dealt with them before. We know their ways. The Plugats cannot be trusted. So let's fucking go kill them instead. Well, she starts talking to the sister, too. Like, right. this is your chance. If yeah. we can get a major victory going here, you know, then people will respect you and you can fight for the throne. Oh, it's totally yeah. the walk in the garden in Game of Thrones. Like, this, oh, yeah. this woman is a plotter. She's manipulating everybody so that she can actually be the one in power. Mm-hmm. So Vina and the president meet president Vina and Corvus sort of. Uh, he takes her. Uh, he frees the 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 cedar lady as sure. promised. He says, "I if I say it, it will be done." And so she goes home. She's he's like, 
you and me must go to a place and you are going to see awesome shit. She's like, cool. So they write off. Meanwhile, the seeds of war have taken root in the lady camp. They're sharpening their knife blades and uh, cleaning their teeth. Yeah. Uh, Getting the hand crossbows all ready. Licking their lips and... uh, Putting on the hairspray. Shaking their hips. Uh, I think that that actually, the way that they've probably stumbled upon the formula to Aquanet, and it's actually battle armor. You actually can't (laughs) shoot an arrow through most of these women's hair. It's just too solid. Right. At one point, Lena is riding on a horse at about 30, and her hair is barely moving. It's really not even moving at all. Nell sees all this, or Lel sees all this, and he's like, oh, I must tell the president. This is this is betrayal. This is, you know, they, they're breaking their promise. He needs yeah. to know all this. And so he tries to get away, but uh, one of them sees him and uh, shoots him with an arrow, and he crawls off. No, oh, she knifes, throws a knife in his back. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Venus and Corvus go to the bunker, and he shows her all the cool stuff, and she's like, oh, my God, this place is fucking sweet. And he's like... Oh, yeah? You think that's sweet? Check out what's under here. Takes off his mask, and she's like, or he's like, boom, look at this handsome face. She's like, hmm, yeah, I like that. That's nice. Yeah. It's you. Yeah, and they sort of like, we're not so different. Uh, No, we're not. We both have lips. We both have eyes. We both have flesh and Uh hearts and souls. Okay, now what do we do? there's There's no machos. No. There's no frowls. There's no toys. There is only man. And there was only a woman. It, now we bone. Yeah, and now, now we, we bone, bone on the Reagan's bedroom. But I like that Reagan's it's not bed. sexy boning. They don't know what to do. Like, yeah. because they're not doing it for propagation. They have never been told how to enjoy this and, and to even feel anything about this. So they're like balking into each other's faces and yeah. like not knowing where to put shit. It's, it's like Blue Lagoon stuff. Yeah. He tries to kiss her hair, and it's too hard. Right. He stops. <laughs> Ow. Uh, yeah, it's awkward. It's not sexy it, at all. Uh, but they do bone down. Meanwhile, outside, the Frows have ridden to the man camp, and they're ready to attack. They're coming in full force, and the dudes are like, oh, shit. So everybody gra- grenades up. The men grab their military grenades, and the women grab their thunder rocks, and there's pretty much a grenade war. It's war. This is... The horror of war. It's out of control. Everything before has been a light skirmish. They both throw down. My only note is huge battle. And it's all in caps. War, all caps, exclamation point is what I wrote down. This might be the most battlest battle scene that we've ever done in any movie. No. Honestly. They really put... This is basically the one real set piece that they have. Right. Good golly. So many explosions. I'm really surprised that somebody didn't get seriously hurt during the Oh, somebody? Multiple people, actually, especially with the horse falls. What evidence do you have that nobody did get hurt? Yeah, we don't have evidence that the horses or the people survived this. The stunts are bananas. The action is bananas. Sometimes there's really good, strong fighting, and sometimes there's really silly B-movie fighting. Yeah. But the whole time you're like, eh. They incorporate a lot of professional wrestling moves into this yeah, movie as right. well, which adds to the fun. Some karate. Uh-huh. And, some uh, kung fu here and there. 
just the stunts and trying to do what they were doing to make this scene last so long, they're getting too close to the explosion. Sometimes right. the horses are getting blown up. The horse falls are hard. And well, when you have that much many explosions and that many horses, it's a it's a recipe for disaster. They have to leave everything in. People are missing. At one point, a guy tries to do a diving tackle, right. misses and lands straight on his face. Right. You knew that that was not the plan. No, <laughs> but it looks great. <laughs> and they just go with they it. They just go with it. Like it's it's seriously like that point in uh, the wrestler where it's the the. What's that? No holds barred match, but it's not yeah. no holds barred. It's where the needles and the, yeah. the cutting and all that shit. And at some point, uh, Mickey Rourke to his wrestling partner is like, "Oh yeah, we'll we'll kind of plan it a little bit, but at this point, let's just start freelancing, right? Yeah, we're both gonna get hurt really bad. That's what this scene feels like. Is at some point things got out of hand." And they couldn't stop shooting because it was just too much awesome yeah, shit. They had as many cameras as they could get in one place. And then people went bananas for two days. Yeah. Uh, it's epic. It yeah. is a great battle sequence uh, for a shitty movie. And it's just great anyways. Yeah. Like, it's a, so much fun and so much like, man, this is this is a mess. Yeah. And they do like the double. You get like this dude who's like awesome warrior. But then they bring in the lady awesome warrior and they both mm-hmm. get the same scene basically. Right, right, right. And uh, we should mention that, that her name is Karen Shepherd. Okay. And she's significant because she was the very first woman to hold the karate forms championship oh. before Cynthia Rothwell. Oh. So oh. she was she didn't become as big of a deal, but she was actually the first woman to actually hold that title. Interesting. Yeah, it's it's a pretty equal battle, really. I mean, like there's about the same amount of casualties on both sides. It's yeah, it's rough. The fir- I do like I think it's it, I like and I think it's interesting that the very first person who dies in this war is Kansas's Tierra. Yeah. Like she's the first to go down. She's like, "War, yeah, I love it." And then she just like eats shit. She's like, "I hate war." She gets ran I over by her own people. Dying, I'm bleeding out of everything and I just got ran over by a horse. <laughs> And uh, like, what's her face? The sister doesn't make it either because. Well, no, she's not in the other scenes. Well, she gets body slammed through a table to death. I, I am okay with having my own theory that she just goes and fucks off because there's not if you know she's kind of a villain. I mean, you know, she's torn between those two sides. Yeah, but she, if she was to die, I think she would have got a death scene, not. Body slammed on top of a table after a very long and drawn out fight. Mm. I think she's okay. She just doesn't want to have anything to do with men or her village anymore. So where does she go? She's exiled. She's uh, she's Kane in Kung Fu. She walks she's the earth. Like, well, Pahonic sucks. But <laughs> Pahonics. At least they don't hang out with dudes there. I'll, I'll try Nevada because I, yeah. I make a stupid joke about that. So Vina rides back. To, to base she's like dude awesome i got bone things are going really well i mm-hmm. think we're gonna things are gonna change here yeah and she realizes that uh that's not the case yep. she finds lels yep and hears about the betrayal lels dies in a dignified manner sir ben kingsley mm-hmm. uh spills the beans right yeah you've been you've been duped the the whole peace process has fallen apart Meanwhile, uh, Corvus has made it back. He's seen the destruction on the other end, and mm-hmm. 
Ben Kingsley's going to get out-deathed one more time by Amy. <laughs> Amy! Amy! And this is the part where you're like, what's his name? <laughs> like, it's Amy. I'm pretty sure his name's Amy. <laughs> Not that guy. So he thinks that she's betrayed him and brought, led him away from his men to protect them so that they could invade the man camp and take it over and, and finally end the men. So he's feeling pretty dejected. But the same, on the same token, she's feeling the same way because her own people, her own women just tr- betrayed her. So he rides over. He's going to kill her to her base. And she's like, fine. If that's what you got to do, that's what you got to do. If that's what's going to sauce your revenge for your for your nuked men, then, hey, I'm right here, buddy. Take me. <laughs> Any way you want. Any way you want. With Even if it's wiener a death town. Or with a knife. I hope it's the wiener. But before you do. I could use a stabbing. But yeah. Before you do, know that we were both tricked. Mm hmm. He's like, okay, well, I got to kill you, lady. But then her women jump out and draw their weapons, and his men ride up and they draw their weapons, and there's this huge standoff with world peace on the line. Everything's at stake right here in this one scene. But. He he looks at her and he's like, you know what? I want you. So they they both give up their weapons and they smooch. Start making out, heavy petting. Yeah. All of a sudden, everybody's looking around like, wait a second. That's that was supposed to be bad, but my nethers are starting to feel good. If what? I if loving you is wrong, I don't want to be right. Yeah. And then uh, the lady that got boned by the dude and the dude that boned her, are like, you know what? Let's go back to boning. Yeah. Then everybody's following suit. People are pairing up. But with like like touching and feeling and like erogenous zones and stuff. Let's do that. Rather than just laying on top of each other and going, uh-uh, okay, I'm done. Well, I think there's going to be that a few times before they get to the Yeah, they're going to need some practice. Yeah. yeah. Warm-up rounds. You know, you can't just uh, become a national champion at tennis, you know, on your first go-around, right? So everybody else starts like eyeballing each other. They're gonna they're gonna yeah. drop they they drop their weapons. They discharge everything and lay them on the ground. Lay down oh, your. Oh, they're arms. gonna discharge other things uh-huh. later. Ooh, oh, other weapons. Lay down that gun and then lay me down. World peace. Everybody but, has it happened. Okay, but you have to remember that the most awkward one is the pair off with Gus, Gruss. Gruss, Gruss, and the lady with the swing set chain. Right. Because he's like, no, I don't want to. No, is there anybody? Anybody else? She's like, hey, mm-hmm. takers. Hey, hey, boy. Hey, I see hey, you. Hey. I see you. And he's like, I saw how many people you killed. I don't. <laughs> this is. I still have some moral I questions. I guess if it's you're kind of hot, but I, I'm really scared of you. <laughs> and he kind of looks at Corvus and he's like, oh, fuck. Okay. Why not? Hey, if, if it's for world peace, I'll take one for the team. Right. Sure. Yeah. Plus, she's good looking. Uh. There you go. There's your movie. Wait. Wait. But what about Arg, you say? He found his true love. He did. 80s metal. It's rock and roll. Freeze frame. Boombox, jump shot, freeze frame. Yeah. My favorite freeze frame of all time. Freeze frame credits. I don't think they they could have ended that any better. No, that is how you end that movie. It was awesome. Because Arg, in a a shitty movie, Arg could have just fucked off, right? Yeah. Arg's done. We've got our comedy out with him. No, you end on Arg, buddy. They could have left Arg out of the movie at any, like there was six chances to abandon Arg and they mm-hmm. never did. 
They brought him back with an army helmet at one point. Right. And then here they are, like, oh, by the way, Arg. Arg has completed his character arc. He is no longer Arg the Awful. He has gone completely to Arg the Awesome. Yeah. He's yep. going gonna to bring hair bands back <laughs> to America. Not long hair on the head, just hairy, hairy bands. Hairy, hairy bands. bands. <laughs> one township at a time. You know, eventually he's going to go around selling his wares. You know, he'll, he'll create beads so that he can do little braids in his hair. Uh-huh. You know, and then go from town to town. And sell his beads, and and instead of like he'll he'll have like one a, a microphone stand, but instead of like handkerchiefs tied to it, he'll have the skulls of uh, people who died by his hand. These were accidental deaths. I was having a good time. It's dancing. Yeah, right. <laughs> Sometimes people die. Arg. Uh, that's your movie, kids. Let's do this questions business. Uh, who wants to go first, Jackson? Is Arg the only one of his kind? That's a good question. It would be interesting if there was a lady Arg. I don't. Well, that's, that's a that's a worthy. That's the only way you could make a sequel to this mm-hmm. movie is if it was because this situation has resolved itself as best as there's, world there's no peace. more. It's time. fucking world peace. It's the best that, that that could be resolved in this type of situation. World fucking peace. Yeah, I think it's a pretty good uh, outcome. I think Kansas still sucks. Uh, well, no, they don't have their stupid leader anymore. Yeah, they probably all are that Vina, bad. Vina, uh, well, we'll get to who rules what here. Uh, but, yeah, I, th- I think uh, I think Arg, uh, America 3001, the tale of Arg. That's the only way you could do Arg's it. Arg's path. Uh-huh. Yeah, where he goes out, starts looking for his people, mm-hmm. creates beads. It could also end up like the Star Wars holiday special, though. Like, Arg goes to his camp and, yeah. like, they're... It's gross, and Some you don't want to be there. TV actor shows up and is like, "Org, you are here." <laughs> like, that's not even what it says on the piece of paper. God, I don't have time to do this again. We got to get back to Kansus. <laughs> yeah, are you from Kazook? Nobody's from Kazook, dickhead. Would you name a planet Kazook? <laughs> uh, are we sure that William Wallace isn't Ryan Gosling? <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I, I think the similarity, it's, you know, man, I don't know. <laughs> it's just costly with a beard. It's, That's all it is. It's not as bad as that guy from Death Row Game Show and uh, Ryan Reynolds. Oh, man. oh, oh yeah. Uh, who becomes the leader? Who leads the people forward now that they've gotten world peace? Somebody still has to do it. Yeah. I believe that it now becomes a king-queen situation. Okay, so who's in charge? Nobody's really in charge. Somebody has to be in charge. Those two are making the decisions together mm-hmm. with their advisors mm. from either side that they're bringing in. Yeah. He's probably the queen. Mm. I think she's probably going to get final say. She's making more decisions than he and which makes her in charge. Yeah. Yes, because now we've got the pussy trap again. Oh. Where it's like, do you want me to put out for you? Or are you going to say that I can have an extra 10 ounces of water this week? Well, that would imply, again, that she doesn't enjoy it. Maybe she does. She does enjoy it. That's the whole point of the movie. That's how world peace gets solved is like, hey, man. Let's... By hitting that? Well, no, by like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, by hitting that. Oh. Love is is better. Uh, we both like it. It's equal. And, sure. Uh, we enjoy it. Sex well... is not a, a weapon in this uh, this future peace world that they live in jackie oh, bullshit and mm. eventually will be because that's how things play out uh, well perhaps in the in the reading book of abc's the letter d was democracy 
and they uh you know start voting and stuff. So okay, so who do they vote for? Probably Gruss. Probably Gruss. Yeah. Okay. All right. If we could put somebody in charge, Arg. Oh no. <laughs> Arg is not going to do a Arg's good job. In charge of wrecking the party at the end right. of the night. Who would be the best leader in this case? That's either one would work fine out of I disagree. Bina and Corvus. I disagree. Bina is the clear choice for the better leader because, because she, a she didn't want to be the leader. That's that's the that's the key. And C, uh, B Corvus dupes the people into making his leader. He lies to them. Yeah. So that he can be the leader and when it's time to make the world peace decision, she lays herself on out on the table as as the negotiating like, dude, this is what I want. I don't want this. Yeah. Uh and he still goes to kill her after she goes through all that. He's just stopped by it, like his decision process is delayed by a bunch of women pointing weapons at him. Like, oh, oh, I, oh, I better think this through a little bit better. Sure, she is the better leader. Okay, she's got my vote. Well, she was gonna be the leader anyway, just by if you if you merge the two clans, theirs was technically the more powerful. So right, right. Yeah. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Duracells, huh? <laughs> 900 years was it the energizer bunny i mean what's yeah what's in that boom box batteries those are good batteries. really good batteries reagan got better batteries maybe they're like laser batteries laser batteries i guess lasers are so easy now that you know maybe that's how they're powered lasers are powered by their own laser right it's perpetual motion no that doesn't make any sense it stirs cells yeah Mm. so when i open up my own boy i see Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Lady clan. Mm-hmm. Lady clan. How do you guys feel about being part of the clan? I'm not a lady. Right, so we wouldn't be... Well, you would be slaves. Then I'm not good about not it. Not good. But, you know, since we're friends, I'd let you pick what you wanted to do. I'd not How about, be a slave. Can I pick not slave? No. Oh. You either got to be a Very toy, friendly. You got to be a cedar or you got to be... a toy. That's where you get your wiener cut off. That's where they cut your balls off. Uh-huh. So that it can't make testosterone. Wow, uh, so much better. Here, here's one factor, or here's one choice that you didn't leave behind on the table is I'm going to revolt and uh, run away because that's what happens all the time. Every time with slavery, Jackie, it's never acceptable, even in joking. <laughs> I'm kidding. You can joke about your fantasy slavery. Because like, we know <laughs> that you're a terrible slavery, mean person. <laughs> huh. Wow. Um, you would want it. You, you have a slave. To, it's called your husband. I would try to refute it, but it's so true that, you know, everybody would see past my lie. Do the dishes or I'll fucking cut you. And everybody's <laughs> like, I guess we're going to Pahonix. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. it sucks. If there had been more laser weapons, would mankind be done? Would, like, They've killed all the ladies. Well, there's only two laser weapons that we can focus on. The sure. grenades aren't quite as effective as the men want to be because they don't even know which are like explosive grenades and which are uh, smoke grenades. Sure. Uh, but if they all had been packing laser weapons, would women, the women clan have stood a fucking chance? No, no. And then thus no more reproduction. And eventually the men would have died out. Unless you well, got a Pahonix. They- 
Yeah, they had other clans, right? So they could have they could have switched it around where they're like, okay, now you guys are all sex these slaves. guys have laser weapons. Yeah, yeah. and you're either going to suck my dick, and then go make me a steak, or I'm going to shoot you with that this laser. That is not what yep. they seem to care no. about, Jackie, because they don't even know what their ding dongs are for. That it feels good. Yeah. They want to kill everybody at that point in the in the, the huge battle scene. It is death time, not. Let's win and then negotiate afterwards. No, let's everyone dies. Bloodlust. They become a roving pack of laser dogs. And if you think that it would have ended there and they would have forgot about anything, no, they're moving on to Pahonix and taking over fucking Pahonix. Oh, we're going to Iowa! Aberdeen, <laughs> <laughs> shout out. <laughs> no, it's, uh, they, and that's maybe another statement that this movie makes is more weapons isn't going to help. No. Guys? Just love and understanding. Uh, I've got mine that's going to lead us in final recommendations. Uh, Name its closest relative because it is a very unique film. But what's the closest relative that you can... And you can pull from all of fiction. It doesn't have to be shitty movies. It doesn't have to be movies in general. Any fiction. What's its closest relative? We know you're going to say Handmaid's Tale. Uh, I was actually thinking uh, Billy Madison, but, you know, whatever. Billy Madison. Very similar plot lines. It has the hair, hair band. And it's past the third grade. <laughs> and Arg is basically just Billy Madison. <laughs> in in reality, though, because there's a lot of fucking shit going on here. Yeah, it borrows from a lot of places, and, and, but I think it contributes to a lot of places sure. as well. If anyone had seen it besides us and like six other people. I guess since Shout put it out recently, I guess last few years, probably more people have seen this. But this thing was under a rock for 20 years. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how influential it could be. Well, there's there's some similarities to modern okay. stuff. But either way, uh, do you have a do you have a pick? Not really. Jackie? Avocado Jungle. Avocado. Uh, uh, Amazon Women in the Avocado Jungle of Death. Why do you say that? Because they are a group of women mm-hmm. who are leading their own culture, mm-hmm. and they're using men for sex. Right. Pleasurable sex. Right. And they are killing outsiders. Yeah. I don't know if the women really kill outsiders, though. They just, in, in America 3000, they capture the men to be slaves, and then they, they have kill other those, tribes. Those Bluths. Bluths. Don Bluth? Yeah, Don Bluth. They yeah. murdered the animator. When he was trying to get food. The Pugot. Yes, because he was thieving. They will kill you if you are attacking them. That is true. Yeah. But not like they're like, hey, you can't come in here. We actually want people like, to come in so, here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's it, fairly. Uh, that's also the same kind of plot line as uh, Phoenix uh, and the Warriors of Death, Warriors in the Wasteland, something like that. Phoenix the Warrior. Uh, and also, uh, to a degree, Gwendolyn, because they're an yeah. underground, absolutely robot, sexy camp too. But they also have that, like they're just really selling diamonds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I would definitely say, yeah, obviously, Handmaid's Tale and uh, Fallout Four, really. Oh, yeah, uh, the Wasteland. Uh, some of the some of the uh, uh, costumes specifically are very Raider esque. Uh, Arg obviously uh, is a happy-go-lucky super mutant. Mm-hmm. Um, so, definitely. And and then, like, you know, the 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 bunker, the vault, as it were, going into that. 
I would be willing to bet that the creators of uh, Fallout 4 or any of the Fallouts uh, had seen this movie yeah. before. So Interesting. Yeah. There's another one that it doesn't, it's not like this at all, actually, but I just want to mention it because mm-hmm. we're never going to do it for the podcast because it's, it's too well done. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called uh, the Blood of Heroes with Rucker Holler and oh, Joan yeah. Chen. Yeah, sure. And it's this really unassuming PA movie where it doesn't do any table setting. It's just like, here's the story, but it does that so well that any expositions needed is just sort of snippet here and there. And you don't need anything else. It's more of a sports movie, but it's set in post-apocalyptic and Mm -hmm. you're just like, wow. And you can see people regurgitate blood of heroes into a lot of different things, Mm. but that one wasn't hiding under a rock like this one. Like blood Blood of heroes is sort of well-known in certain circles. And also I still game of Thrones. I mean, the, the plotting that takes place and the betrayal and the uh, just how layered the politics is in America 3000 is very, you know, sorry, Jamie, you're getting your hand cut off type shit. Well, yeah, and I think that's actually a little bit more like Galan and Globus making sure that they have their political agenda mm-hmm. in the film. But it's well done. It's not it's not overt like most of their political agenda is. There's a lot of subtlety in in the politics of this in of this movie. Sure. So, uh, which leads us into final recommendations. Jackson, let's go with you first. I'm going to give it a do. Yeah. The in, the storyline was interesting, and it kept moving, and the action sequences were like, oh my god. Sammy, this is my favorite bad movie of all time. I agree. I fucking love this. This movie. is. I saw it. And we were supposed to guest Sean, and we we should mention that we didn't do that, even though, because I'm a liar. Yeah, you lied. I lie all the time. You lied. And there's people at home listening right now. Where's Sean? Where the fuck is Sean? Fuck Sam. Yeah, and one guy's like, Wait, who's, who's Sean? Sean? <laughs> we haven't listened far enough back to Robin Hood, because right. that was the last time we guested him. But yeah, he and I found this, and... It wasn't just me. He loved it so much that he just took it in the shorts for $40 and never gave the tape back uh-huh. and was like, I know I'm not going to find this again because right. the only way we found it, it doesn't even have its cover left. Right. This is like the only one in the Western States. He was like, fuck this. This is worth $40. I'm keeping it. Absolutely. No, it's it's on its own level. And the only thing that I can compare it to as far as well-written and well made on a budget is Sam uh, uh, Hell Comes to Frogtown. Yeah, that's as close as I can. Wow, this is a really tight, efficient, well done, funny, uh, enjoyable, layered, discussion worthy film that is a complete surprise because there's a Sasquatch in it and laser weapons, and the other one's got frog people and yeah. a, a seven snake dance. Uh, they both have this X factor where you've got, and they're both pa- PA films. Yeah, it's, it's strange. The, that's what gives them the X factor is that all these other PA films just run around in desert with shit. Right. They have something to add mm-hmm. visually, and it's like it's a surprise because you're just so used to these PA films not having an X factor, and they are all the same garbage. And and a lot of them don't even make a statement other than the that. Blowing up the world is a bad thing. They don't even really explore why it's a bad thing within their own context. Absolutely. Uh, but they state that, and that's just what you have to take. And the entire movie is about traveling from 
uh, uh, California to New York in a fucking space van. Or uh, you end up with people driving around in cars, throwing rocks at each other and shooting stupid looking guns. Right. And then like halfway through, uh, somebody says something that's akin to a fucking PSA. Right. That was ultimately wrong by the end of it. Right. Absolutely. But this makes even more statements that it wants to make than most good movies make. Mm -hmm. Usually good movies will try to focus on one statement and deliver that statement very well. This makes six or seven statements about a uh, more weapons does not equal good. Um, You know, this is how politic peace negotiation can fall apart that quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, Looking at you, North Korea and Donald Trump. Um, don't uh, have sex with the, or do have sex with you. I don't care. It's your choices. The, you know, uh, statements about slavery and what sex is and love versus peace and, uh, uh, gender Trump is an idiot, uh, gender equality and Trump is an idiot. He that blows, was a pretty big statement. Blows himself up with a grenade, which he very movie. well could do for us. Um, but I, I think the main one is gender equality. Uh, it doesn't matter who's on top. It's just don't. There shouldn't be anybody on top, whether as yeah. far as that. Um, so, yeah, it's just fan fucking tastic. And it's really well made, too. That's yeah, that's what the thing I said at the beginning. It's like some of those art pieces that they were making that they were funding with the American films and making in Israel are really amazing films. Mm-hmm. And it was like, yeah, we can just throw this at the Israeli crew. And this is what you get back. You're like, what the fuck? But there's no, and, and that's the weird thing is you can almost put hell comes to Frogtown and like, you should check this out. This is a really, really incredible movie that you've never heard of. This is a stinker somehow. Yeah. There's some weirdness to it that you can't quite put your finger on why it's on stinker madness other than the fact that it's a budget film and nobody's ever heard of it. And they have professional wrestling moves in it. Right. It's just, it's haywire. And most people would give me like, this is God awful crap. I don't think most people would. I think, wow, that was really surprising to me. I have shown this movie to so many people and only the bad movie lovers love it. But then they sort of all watch it more than once and end up where we're at. Like, man, you got to watch this thing like five, six times before you really get everything that's going on. Well, one of the one, I guess one of the flaws that potentially you're you're average movie i'm here for the popcorn and throwing shit around and making dumb jokes they they do speak their language incredibly fast yeah and you do not speak their language and you're in you're interpreting it as you go and so some of the some of that subtlety in the plot like i definitely got more about what this film was saying the second time and the third time upon viewing it just because i could start to speak the language so maybe that's you know you do need that multiple view of it uh, but I think anybody, you know, you come because somebody told you to watch it and then you stay for ARG. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see more ARG. More ARG. His name is ARG. Come on. <laughs> All right. That's your show, kids. Uh, appreciate you listening this week. Uh, email us, talk at stinkermadness.com, facebook.com forward slash stinkermadness, twitter.com forward slash stinkermadness. Subscribe to us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash stinkermadness. Support your favorite podcasts. Uh, Jackie, it's your pick next week. Anything lined up? No. 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 God damn it, no. Right, great. So on Sunday, we'll pick a film. It's going to be awesome. We 
enjoyed America 3000 way too much, so we're out of time. We'll have to pick up the story of Gary DeVore next week on whatever film Jackie uh, chooses. So check that out. Enjoy your week and get to the chopper.